Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Jay Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. You can be seated. This is the healing testimony of Lisa Mitchell and her son in Goshen, Indiana. New Creation Fellowship, Pastor David and Janine Clark. Granger, Indiana is uh, where the church is. She's from, this lady's from Goshen up there. It's kind of northern Indiana. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I remember this lady. She was a real tender-hearted lady toward the things of God. Young Christian, but uh, if I remember right, she was a young Christian, but she was... Uh, tremendously healed of lupus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I had been diagnosed with lupus and had a very high count of it in my body. Now, she describes lupus a little bit. I'll describe it. Lupus is a disease that makes the body start attacking itself. I guess it's the immune system or something. Starts seeing body organs as an enemy and attacking them rather than, or sometimes the flesh, and starts attacking it rather than, you know, assist it. She said, I had a very high count of lupus in my body. The doctors say that 90% of lupus patients survive at least five years. In other words, they don't survive much longer than five years. <clears throat> lupus causes your body to fight against itself instead of fighting against sickness and disease. For example, your lungs could attack your kidneys. The organs fight each other. It's just, you know, just devilish. Just, I hate stuff. I hate disease. I hate it. Um, for example, I reread that. Uh, lupus also causes severe sensitivity to light. Being out in the sun for an extended period of time could cause a person's kid, a person kidney failure. Smoke causes lungs to collapse. Migraines also are associated with lupus. The night of the meeting, I was having trouble with my eyes and couldn't see well because of the light. <clears throat> I was also having trouble with weakness in my arms and legs, along with problems with my spleen and chest pains, along with the internal organs. In other words, they were hurting. I also had vascu vasculitis, vasculitis, which is a part of the, which is part of lupus that made red sore bumps on that made, made red sore bumps on my toes. My hands and feet were always like ice cubes and would often turn per, be, be a purple color or turn real white from poor circulation with SLE lupus, I don't, some certain kind, I guess. Now, how many of you know that's, that, that, that just makes you mad? Yeah. So the devil is so mean. Yeah. I just hate disease. Don't you just, you, after being in the healing ministry for a while, I got a real hatred for disease. I hate disease. I hate pain. It's just not God. Yeah. Amen. Um, it was the last night of the meeting, and Jay Eberly called for anyone who had, uh, had not had hands laid on them for healing to come up. I had not wanted to admit or accept I had lupus, so I hadn't gone up in any of the healing lines yet. Very few people knew I had it. <clears throat> I went up to, the uh, up to the line and also took my four-year-old son, Skyler. I remember this young boy. Oh, man. There's nothing that makes you madder than seeing a child attacked with a disease. <clears throat> Just... I don't know, just, just rising up in me as I read it. I hate disease. Um, I also brought my four-year-old son, Skyler, who the doctors were saying had lupus as well. 
Jay laid hands on me and continued through the, li through the line, but I stayed there because I wanted him to lay hands on Skylar too. In other words, I didn't realize she wanted him prayed for, <clears throat> so she stayed there. When he, had done, when he was done the, through the rest of the line, he came back and asked what I needed. It was then I told him that we both had been diagnosed with lupus. Jay had the congregation pray with me for... Pray, pray with him for us and say over and over again, lupus is dead. And prayed. Uh, Skyler and I both went out under, the, out under the spirit and were down for 20 minutes. She said, per church member. In other words, somebody told us how long it was. Pastor Janine Clark, some of the sweetest pastors you ever met. Love these guys. Um, said it was like the church was on fire. There was an electricity that flowed through the whole church. One of the men of the church who was an EMT said, Skyler and I looked dead as we were laying there on the floor. <clears throat> Just the power of God was on them. Every symptom I had come in with was gone by the time I left the church. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Praise God. Skyler bounced out with me. <clears throat> in other words, out of the church with me, which was very unusual for him, especially that night. He usually um, used to get very tired easily, and sometimes he could not even walk because of the pain in his legs. I waited for my regular checkup to go back to the doctor. Someone asked me if I had gotten a report yet, and I told them I didn't need it. Amen. I knew I was healed. Amen. When I did go back for my checkup, they did blood work and confirmed that there is now no count of lupus in my body at all. <laughs> I have no pain, no weakness, no vasculitis. Uh, it is all gone. No bumps on my feet. No sore bumps on my feet. Uh, no sore, she said that twice. No bumps on my feet. Um, uh, uh, it's all gone out of my hands. My feet are warm. My hands are warm and normal color. Light doesn't bother me. No more migraines. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My doctors called me back for more tests after my first appointment to be sure there was no errors in the test. And again, they confirmed I was healed. He sat in front of me with his hands in the air and said he couldn't explain it. He said, even my cholesterol was low now. Somebody said, lay hands on me, lay hands on me. <laughs> God had thrown in an extra bonus. I am completely off of one medication and slowly coming off of another one only because of the side effects. In other words, she would have come right off of it. She didn't need it, but just because of side effects, she had slowed it down. I have and, and have not had any problems at all. The symptoms are still gone. <clears throat> Skylar, she, she put a note here, uh, this was 73096. I guess it was a little later. Skylar also had been to the doctor for his checkup. Uh, excuse me, Skyler has not been to the doctor for his checkup yet, but he has had no pain since that night, and I know he is healed. By his stripes, we are healed. She starts quoting verses, 1 Peter 2.24. Okay, then she made a note, 8, 1896. This is about, a, what, a month later? Or no, just two weeks later. Um, Skyler has had blood work and checkup, and there is no count of lupus in his body. <laughs> and no pain and no weakness. I thank God for the teaching Jay shared. It was awesome. He taught me a great deal about what I can have and what is mine to receive. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, see, that's just, that's just the proof of the puddings in the eating. You know, we've never really shared much of that with the congregation here. It's time that we start telling about it. And that's why whenever the Lord said, obey and obey, there'll be an increase, all that came out of starting to lay hands on people. You notice a lot of that is laying on of hands. Well, let's look at a couple of scriptures. We won't take real long tonight. We're not going to preach for an hour and a half or anything, not even an hour. We're just going to share some things out of the word. Um, because the Lord said to me, you can go back if you're going to turn to this scripture, you can go back to um, Acts 10, 38. But uh, the Lord said to me in that service, he said to me, and I'm not, after that service, on uh, August the 15th, 1990, he said, I've given to you a ministry of healing. And then Brother Moore laid his hands on me. I, I would estimate a year or so later. Said, obey and obey, there'll be an increase. And I got that. And I laid hands, started laying hands on people, started seeing healing power transferred into people's bodies. And then in 1997, that Brother Hagin had a, uh, uh, what you, he called them, uh, what do they call them, crusades, I guess, down in Florida. This one was in close to Miami, all faiths crusade, down close to Miami. Uh, I think it was North Miami Beach, uh, if I remember right. But anyway, somewhere down there in Florida. He always went down there in January. And we went down there to be in that meeting, and the Lord in that meeting spoke to me, January of 1997, he said, there's coming a revival again to, to America of divine healing. He said, this time it's going to be in the local churches. I want you to get into position for it. At the time I was traveling all around the nation, you know, you're hearing testimonies that I read about things that were happening. And so I just, I, I, I wrote that down. I made a note of it and I said, okay, God's telling me he wants me to stay in the local churches. <clears throat> you know, in other words, don't do these mass meetings. So, you know, I, I, that was my interpretation of it. But later the Lord said, no, I want you to pastor. I didn't understand all that at the same time. But he said, I want you to pastor. Well, we came here to pastor and it just didn't seem like the healing anointings were flowing a whole lot. In fact, first healing service we had here, I went home with my, fe my feathers fell. It was over in the old building. <laughs> it was just a couple of weeks or maybe a month or so after we had come here. And I came into the service anointed strong, laid hands on people, all excited, ready to hear about good reports. Nothing, got no reports. I said, God, what is it? He said, they need, put, they need faith built into them. Amen. So, you know, I just had to, had to feed and, you know, still there, you're going home. And so, but I still carried this in my heart. There's coming a revival again to America of divine healing. It's going to be this time in the local churches. Well, doctors been prophesying that. Signs and wonders. And he's talking about the local church. But the Lord said to me, I want you to get into position for it. I thought it meant stay in the churches and travel, preaching around, you know, different churches. But really what he wanted me to get is, is to uh, raise up a healing ministry right here in the local church. I've been salivating over this meeting right here. <laughs> For seven years, I've been wanting to get to this place. I'm telling you, you need to drag people off of the streets and get them in here. Praise God. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, God still anoints people today. Jesus was anointed with healing power, but God still anoints people today. Praise the Lord. Now, let me read to you. Somebody say, why don't you get into the Word? Because I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. 
But let me read to you. I'm just telling you how the Spirit of God over the years has moved me to where we are right now. Right in this meeting, starting this meeting. I just wanted you to get a, get a, a snapshot of what I see so you can see it with me. This is in January of 2008 in the Holy Ghost meeting in Marietta, California. And uh, <clears throat> Dr. Dufresne's meeting, and he was ministering. He was over on one side of the auditorium, ministering, you know how he goes back and forth. He was on one side. He was ministering in front of uh, Dr. Bob Lemon. He was kind of on this side over here. And he kept telling this story about when Jesus came into a meeting he was at, um, how that, um, I don't remember where the meeting was. I think it was in, uh, I think it was down in Jackson, Mississippi, if I remember right. But uh, anyway, wherever it was, the, uh, 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 there's a, telling a story about him seeing into the Spirit, seeing Jesus, and Jesus telling him about ministering healing to Pat Harrison, Buddy Harrison's wife. Buddy Harrison's, uh, uh, Pat Harrison is uh, Brother Hagin's daughter. He was in a meeting, and Brother Hagin's daughter, Pat Harrison, was there. And she, he didn't know it, but Jesus appeared to him and said, she's, she's had this problem with this kind of uh, attack against her body. I want you to minister to her. Well, they did it privately in the motel room. She was healed. His husband, her husband was there, and, and a number of ministers were there. They ministered to her because they said, is that what's going on? She said, yep, that's what's going on. But she was healed. Hallelujah. That's Jesus coming, sharing, and ministering healing out of that prophet's anointing. Then um, uh, Buddy Harrison was in the meeting, and, and uh, Jesus also in that meeting talked to Brother uh, Dr. Dufresne about his healing ministry and said some things to him. And Buddy Harrison came up to him afterwards and said, I saw Jesus. He was wearing, well, I think it was, it was a blue robe or something. And I saw him, and this is what he said to you. And the doctor said, yeah, that's exactly what he said. So Brother Harrison saw into the realm of the Spirit. Buddy Harrison's crying about it. And he's telling that story. And um, he said... Uh, we need to be sensitive to God in our services uh, and not to be so rigid. I'm not saying you're going to hang off the chandeliers every service or something, but we need to be sensitive to the Spirit and move in that area. Then he came over and he stood in front of me and spoke in tongues. He said, you're one of them that's going to move in that. Amen. That goes over me. See, by the prophecies that went before me, I'm warring a good warfare. I'm, I'm taking what the Spirit has said over all these years and I'm contending for, for a move of healing, you know. You're one of them that's going to move in that. You're going to move in that and, and, uh, and go in that. I had you, but you see, you got one foot into another room. That's the frustration. That's where you felt, uh, well, am I in or am I out? What am I to do? Is this true? Hallelujah. Is this true? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is this true? Well, I was in the spirit. I didn't, I didn't even know he was trying to talk to me. He was trying to get me to ask, ask, answer a question. I didn't know that. Pastor Debbie said, yes, sir, that's true. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, I, I'm, if you remember the video, if you were watching, I'm, I'm gone. I'm in the spirit. And I'm, he's trying to get me to respond. I'm not even aware he's talking to me. Um, but Pastor Debbie answered for me. Thank God for a good wife. This prophecy might have been over right there. You know? <laughs> And so it's been there, but don't be, just know I'm moving into another room. Day by day, I'll know what to do. Praise the Lord. I'll know how to handle it. I'll know what to do. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. But you'll move in it and you'll know to a, and you know to a limited factor that you had miracles when you were on the road. I just read them. You had miracles when you were on the road. Limited. But the unlimited is coming on you now. <laughs> 
The unlimited is coming on you now. Praise the Lord. Then he spoke in tongues. Oh, a little here, a little there, but then it will start growing. It'll start moving and you will, oh my God, oh my God, laugh tongues. Is that right, Debbie? Praise the Lord, Pastor Debbie. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because I'm not responding again. And she, is that right? In other words, he's saying, is that right? Did you have miracles on the road? Because back then I had not told him a thing. He didn't know. In fact, they found out in the car this week, they found out in the car that we had ministered in healing school. You know, we just didn't tell them about it. They didn't, I don't think they really knew. Well, anyway, they kind of act surprised to me. They didn't know much about it, put it that way. So uh, really, he didn't know what he knew about what happened on the road. He didn't know that except by revelation. Especially not way back then. This was what? almost a year and nine months ago, January of, 90, of, of 2008. Praise the Lord. So, do you hear what the Holy Ghost said? You've moved in it limitedly. You had miracles on the road to a limited factor, but the unlimited is coming on you now. And then he said, oh, a little here, a little there, but it will start growing. In other words, it's going to start small, and then it's going to start growing and growing and growing. Well, I believe this is the beginning of a start. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say Jesus is, the healer. Jesus is the healer. See, that's the way he does things today. He does things by anointing men today or women today. We're not drawing attention to ourselves. He has to do it through anointing people. <clears throat> Have you found Acts 10 38? Let's look a little bit about it before we go. Acts 10 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now notice then, there is such a thing as a healing anointing. You ready to get into the Word a little bit? How God, what? Anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So that tells you what the anointing is. It's a measure of the, the Holy Spirit, the power of God or the Holy Spirit, synonymous terms, uh, that is, that God can give to somebody for various duties he wants them to carry out. Amen. Now, there's an anointing to preach. There's an anointing to teach. There's an anointing to prophesy. You know, there's different anointings. There's an anointing for the office of the pastor, the anointing for the teacher, anointing for all those things. But here he said there's an anointing for healing. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost, and he went about doing good and healing. So there is a healing anointing. Amen. Healing all those that were blessed of God with sickness. Is that what he said? No, it's called satanic oppression. All those that were oppressed of the devil. So every person Jesus healed was oppressed of the devil. Isn't that right? Now notice, go back to the book of Isaiah. Notice something that, uh, we're going to look at three verses about the anointing. And notice all of them, well, go, hold your finger in Isaiah 10. Let's make that the last one. Go to Luke chapter number 4. Luke chapter number 4, Jesus stood up and talked about what Acts 10 said there. He started in verse number, nine, uh, let's see, verse number uh, <clears throat> 16. Well, he went to the synagogue in verse 16. He, gave, he got the book of Isaiah. Verse 18 says, this, this is what he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He read that from Isaiah. But he's, he's telling it about him. He's anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal. So notice there's an anointing for preaching. There's an anointing for healing. Healing the brokenhearted, to preach, delivers to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
So notice, the anointing is for healing, for preaching, but there's a special anointing in all these areas. God might anoint one person to preach, anoint them another, another person to teach. There's a little bit of difference between teaching and preaching, you know. Um, it might anoint one with a healing ministry. might anoint somebody else in the, in the uh, uh, you know, teaching ministry. You just, there are just so many things. But I want you to see that he said there, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. He's anointed me to heal, to preach deliverance, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty. In other words, all those things are oppressions that the anointing breaks off of people. Amen. Notice here in Acts, uh, but go back to Isaiah 10, verse number 27. Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. There's, a, there's an anointing to destroy yokes and burdens off of people. Now there's different anointings. Now, somebody said, well, that didn't say sickness, but if you say sickness is not a yoke or a burden, then you, my friend, have never been sick. Those people that I read about, none of them would call that a blessing. It's not a, not a friend, not a blessing. No, sickness is a physical yoke. Satan tries to yoke people in various ways, you know, mentally, spiritually, different arenas, but sickness is a physical yoke. And the anointing, God anoints people today to destroy that yoke. Now, here's something the Lord said to me back in, uh, well, let's see here, back in 2001, February 8th of 2001. I write things down when the Holy Ghost says something to me. Because you need to constantly go back and encourage yourself about these things. So, hey, the Lord said this to me. He said, man didn't give... When he said this, this was... It came real strong this day. He needed to rattle my cage a little bit. I was kind of bashful about some things. He said, man didn't give you your ministry. He said, I, the head of the church, gave you your ministry. He said, man doesn't authorize you to stand in this ministry. The, the anointing of Jesus authorizes you to stand in this ministry. He said, if he doesn't anoint you, then he hasn't authorized you to stand in the ministry. But he set you in the body as it pleased him. And according to his own will, he did not, he, he did not ask you. This is Jesus talking to, to me about God. He did not ask you, nor did he ask you if it pleased you. Right. Whether you were pleased or not isn't what authorizes you to stand in this ministry. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Whether you approve or not, he's talking to me, he's rattling me up a little bit. Whether you approve of what I called you to do or not, that's not what authorized. I called you. I set you in the body as it pleased me. I'm the author of your call. And if I, authorize, if I authored it, I authorize it and I authorize you to operate in it. You see, whenever I got a little bashful, he needed to kick me in the boots of Heine a little bit. Amen. Well, I don't like you talking about the anointing. You're drawing attention to yourself. Well, I got kicked in the behind, so everywhere Jesus went, he stood up and said, the spirit of the Lord's on me, and he's anointed me. It's not magnifying a person, it's magnifying the office. And if we don't talk about it, people won't have faith for it. 
So that's why we have to say these things. And we have to say the anointing is on us and it will break the yoke of sickness and disease off of those who will receive it. Can you say amen to that? Now, um, you know, Jesus is the head of the church. You ever read over there? In fact, you might want to go uh, back here to um, 1 Corinthians if you want to turn there. I won't take very long here yet tonight. But um, look at the, if you want to turn to it, you can look with me at the uh, 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians 12. It says now in verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So notice the Holy Spirit is, I guess you could say in one sense the word, in charge of the gifts of the Spirit. We call them manifestations. They're listed there in verse 7 through, uh, verse, uh, 7 through 10. You know, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, so forth. Then he said in verse, 50, uh, verse 5, there are differences of administrations. Now, I did a long study on that back a few weeks ago, just to make sure I was right, because I, I remember I had studied it years ago and kind of had forgotten what, what all I had studied, but I went back and looked at it again. That word, administrations, most definitely, without any question, should have been and could have been uh, uh, in, interpreted or translated ministries. Absolutely no question about it. You can look it up and study it and find out that most of the time it is translated ministries. So, verse 5, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Now, in verse 4, circle, same spirit. In verse 5, circle, same Lord. Verse 6, circle, the last one. He says, there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Circle, same God. Verse 6. So notice the Holy Spirit is in charge of the, the manifestations of the Spirit. Jesus is in charge of ministries. God's over it all. Amen. You know, Jesus is the head of the church. And he's in charge of the ministries. He's let the Holy Ghost do some things about the gifts. I mean, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, you know. But he's the head of the church and he puts men. Remember, remember it said back in Ephesians, you might remember there, God has set some in the church. First. Well, how does he do that? We know from different verses that he does it through Jesus, the head of the church. Because he's the one in charge of the ministries. So, um, Jesus does not have to vote or get the rest of the body to vote and say, what do you think about setting Pastor Jay in as a healing ministry? He didn't ask you. Didn't even ask me. The day he spoke to me, he didn't say, do you want this? He said, I have given to you. He, he spoke of it as past tense. In other words, you weren't there when I decided this. You didn't have anything to do with it. This is, you know, he sets as it pleases him. He sets, he calls, he anoints. We can't call ourselves. We can't set ourselves. We can't anoint ourselves. Whenever we try to anoint ourselves, then we, you know, mess things up. But what I wanted you to see is Jesus is over that and he doesn't need to call a church meeting to decide, well, let's see here. Is this okay if I do? No, he's the head. Your head is really running your body, isn't it? Your head tells your hand to reach out and grab things. And you don't, the head never says, what do you think? To the hand, never asks. Amen. So I wanted you to see that the, the Lord has, has, uh, I'm just sharing some various things that the Lord has dealt with me over the years. And one of them was, I have set you in this place. So what he's trying to do, he's trying to get me to be bold about it. He wants me to draw attention. Like, like Paul said, I magnify my office. 
I, another translation says, I, I draw attention to that office, yes. you know. Because um, that's one of the reasons I believe it hasn't flowed very, as much here at Spirit of Faith, because I don't talk about it as much as I should. But I'm going to start talking about it. Like doctor said, I got something for you. <laughs> it's it's the, the plan of God that I, I minister in this way. Praise the Lord. Now, three characteristics about the anointing that you need to understand, and we could take a whole lot more time, probably will take more time on this. Because a lot of times people don't recognize that the anointing is not just a doctrine. When God says he anoints somebody, it's a tangibleness of the Holy Spirit at work in their lives to equip them to do a certain thing. Let's notice three characteristics about the anointing. And to do this, let's go back to uh, Mark chapter number five. I think this is where we'll end tonight. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost. Now, Jesus did not do what he did because he was God. I didn't say he wasn't God. I said that's not the reason he did what he did as far as his anointing to minister to the sick. If he would have been doing it because he was God, I'm not saying he's not, he wasn't or isn't God. I'm saying he was God and man at the same time. But he was not ministering as God. He was ministering as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost just like you or I would minister. We know that's true because he said, the works that I do shall you do also. Right? And we're not God. So if we're going to do what he did and he did it as God, then we really can't, Jesus. That's not fair for you to try to get us to do what you did because you're God. You understand? Another evidence that he didn't do it as God was that he didn't do any miracles for 30 years. Yet he was God. Wasn't he God? He was, he was man and God, but he was God all that time. Yet for 30 years, he didn't do any miracles. Well, if he was doing it because he was God, he should have been doing them all those years. But when did he start doing them? After the Holy Ghost came on him. Remember in, in John baptized him in Jordan River? The Holy Spirit like a dove came on him. Remember that? And then immediately we find him starting to do miracles. First one was turning water into wine. Praise the Lord. So here in Mark 5 is one of these miracles, or you might say a, a supernatural occurrence. Uh, a healing of a woman. We, we could start reading in verse number 25. Uh, we call her the woman with the issue of blood. Here's something about the anointing that we need to understand. Why are you sharing this? Because we're not here just to, just to minister the anointing. In fact, hold your finger there. Why don't you go back to the sixth chapter of Luke. Hold your finger in Mark. But notice what it says in the sixth chapter of Luke. Praise God. Uh, Luke 6, look, look at verse 17. He came down with them and stood in the plain. This is his disciples were with him. And the company of his disciples, great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. They that were vexed with unclean spirits, they were healed. The whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Notice that. So they came... They, they touched him for healing, but they didn't just come to get healed. It says they came to hear and to be healed. Well, Pastor Jay, why don't you just minister healing? Well, because Jesus didn't just minister healing. He, he, he taught and then he ministered. Now, why would he teach? Because, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. 
So he would share things with them that would give them faith because that's how this power works. All right, back here in Mark 4, I mean, excuse me, Mark 5, verse 25. Certain woman had an issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of many physicians, had spent all she had, was nothing better, but rather grew worse. She heard of Jesus, uh, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. Remember over in Luke 6, we just read it, that's what they were doing, touching his garment. Notice they heard, and then they came and notice what they did whenever they heard. It must have been, what was it that they heard? You know, because whenever they heard, they did something specific. In this case, they touched his garment. So what they heard made them do that. They must have heard he's anointed. Why else would you come and touch the hem of his garment? He's anointed with healing power. Now, wh how would they have heard that? <laughs> it's real simple. Go to Luke. You don't have to do it now, but Luke 4 says, Jesus stood up and said, we already read it. The spirit of the Lord's on me. He's anointed me. Amen. Jesus did that everywhere he went. Did you know that? Yeah. Acts 10, we read 38, says how God anointed Jesus of yeah. Nazareth. But if you go back to verse 36 to 37, it says, Jesus published this throughout all Judea. It began at Galilee when the, under the baptism of John. Right. Praise God. So Jesus was telling it everywhere he went. Yeah. The Spirit of the Lord's on me. I'm anointed. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they had to hear that. Yes. Faith comes by hearing. She heard of Jesus. She came and touched his garment. Uh, and she, for she said, one translation says, she kept saying, I think it's the new, new King James, if I remember right. If I touch but the hem of, uh, but, the clo but his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, now that's a Greek word, uh, the same Greek word translated throughout the whole New Testament, power. It's the Greek word dunamis. It's translated power most places. So we can say it that way. He, Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And the disciples said, you see the multitude thronging and you're saying, who touched me? He looked round about and saw her that had done this thing. The woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He said, daughter, the power has made you whole. Well, wasn't that what did it? Well, I thought the power went out of Jesus. But Jesus didn't say that's what healed her. You getting something tonight? What was it? He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. We know that the power flowed out. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power had flown out of him. So we know the power is involved. But Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Now, think about it. There were a lot of people touching him. The disciples said so. And you know why they were probably touching him? Because he was saying he was anointed. They were going to see. Anything going to happen? There was, there was just a curious touch. Not a faith touch. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can be anointed with healing power, but it not do anything when you lay hands on somebody or they touch you because there's no faith involved. 
A minister told me one time, he went over to a country in Africa, I don't remember where it was one time, and got off the, he was going to, he was, they advertised over there, he was going to have a healing campaign, healing crusade. He got off the plane, was walking through the airport, and he, somebody called his name. He turned around to see who it was, and, and there was somebody behind him that had touched him, came up behind and grabbed him, and, uh, and really screamed out after they touched. And uh, they said, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And uh, they turned around through the interpreter to find out who it was. And the interpreter told the minister, well, he saw, the, because there was a big banner in the airport that said, healing evangelist, you know, and whatever, coming. Yeah. And this, this man saw him coming through the airport, the only white man in the airport, so he figured that must be him. <laughs> <laughs> Ran up and touched him and got healed. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful... So... So Jesus here, notice the power went out of him, but not just because somebody touched him, there was a faith touch. This woman said she touched in faith. She kept saying, if I touch, I'll be healed. That's what you need to do if we're going to lay hands on people some night. I'm going to get healed the moment hands are laid on me. It's just that easy. Say, it's just that easy. Somebody said, well, Jesus was controlling that. Well, not in this case. Now, notice verse 29, verse, uh, verse 27. She came and pressed in the press behind, touched his garment, for she said, if I might touch by his clothes, I'll be whole. Yeah. Straightway the fountain of her blood dried up, and she was felt in her body. She was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, what's that next word? Had, had gone out of him. Amen. Would we be changing anything in that verse if we said, had already? Had is past tense. In other words, by the time Jesus knew it, it had already flowed out. Did you get that? What am I saying? Jesus was not controlling this. Faith controlled it. Hallelujah. When I saw that, it changed some things for me because a lot of people say, well, he was healing some and others he wasn't. No, it was whoever received. Amen. He was not saying, no, this isn't for you. This is for this person, not for you. Because this woman had already snatched her healing before Jesus had time to say, wait a minute, we need to pray and see if this is the will of God. That'll set you free right there. You get a hold of that. Praise God. Now notice Jesus did not pray for this lady. She just simply snatched her healing by the, the law. There's laws that, that govern this, this operation of this power. The power of God, number one. I remember I said I was going to tell you three, three characteristics about it. Number one, this healing anointing. Number one, it's tangible. What do I mean by that? If you look that word up, it means capable of being touched or perceptible, per perceivable through the touch. In other words, this is not a doctrine. This, this anointing is not just a doctrine or a theory or a figment of imagination. This is a literal spiritual substance. Yes. And it, when it's in manifestation, it can be felt. Yes. Many of you have felt it in various ways throughout your life, especially if you've been here. <laughs> Now, how do I know it can be felt? Notice what it says here. The Bible says, uh, notice verse 29, she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now, that could have just been she felt there was no more symptoms. That might not have been the anointing that she felt. But notice what it goes on to say. 
Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? So Jesus felt it go out. Didn't he? Praise God. It's tangible. I've, I've had it. Um, I remember, well, um, back, uh, remember I fell out of that tree? Remember that? I told you that story. <laughs> I, I got a lot of the healing almost instantly. But uh, my lower back, actually my chiropractor said, I really think you probably, uh, I don't I remember how he, he's a term he gave for it, but probably compressed that lower, a couple of the lower vertebrae, or you know, what do you call those uh, spongy things? Those discs. You probably, you know. He said, they didn't take an x-ray. I said, yeah, they took x-rays. And I said, I'll get them to send them up to you. But for some reason, they didn't, they forgot to get that, you know. I said, after we found out they forgot to get them, I said, I ah, don't worry about it. I said, I'm just claiming my healing. He's a Christian man. And so uh, he said, by the symptoms you're telling me about and so forth, he said, I think you probably did that. But he said, uh, We'll work with you. But he said, just know that chiropractic can't change that. That's going to have to take the power of God. I said, we can handle that. <laughs> I got a lot of immediate, a lot of results. But I was sitting out in a meeting in uh, Pawnee, Oklahoma. And I'm sitting there and Dr. Frame's talking about the tangible healing anointing. And I'm sitting there, oh, praise God for the tangible. I didn't need it, you know. I'm just praising God for the, the word and others that might need it that night. And he said, now, he said, I'm going to demonstrate this. And there's three of, wasn't there three of us? Were you there? And he laid hands on three of us on the front row. Yes, and they, these other ministers talked about, you know, healings that they needed. But I'm sitting there thinking, because I felt the power go into me. Yes. And I'm thinking, well, what do I need this for? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking at the time about what my chiropractor had said. Right. You know, I just sort of, you know, wasn't thinking then that vain. And I went home and I said, Lord, what was that all about? He said, I just finished up healing your lower back. And, you know, that, that I had been having some trouble with it down there, you know. And uh, that night, though, it just faded away, and I haven't had any trouble since. Woo! But I felt that power go into me. It was tangible. I could literally feel it. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have something that's real. So, number one, a characteristic of the anointing is it's tangible. Hallelujah. So he knew it had gone out of him. Um, then number two, number two characteristic about it, it can be transferred. It's transmittable. You remember right here that uh, the woman received it and it was transmitted from Jesus into her body. How was it transmitted? Well, she didn't even touch him. She touched his clothes. That's another characteristic about it. It can be stored. Oh, no, Pastor. Well, it was here. It was stored in Jesus' clothes. I'll tell you another place it was stored. It was stored in, a, in our dead prophet's bones over in the Old Testament. <laughs> Remember Acts 19? Remember Acts 19? What is it, 11 and 12? I believe. There it came from Paul's body, handkerchiefs and aprons. That whenever they were laid on the bodies of the sick, the diseases departed from them. Now notice this. And the unclean spirits went out of them. So Paul's hands, Paul had a healing ministry. We know that. And he put hands on those claws. They took those claws. Back then, transportation or mail wasn't very fast. So it could have been days or weeks, you know. Took those claws to whoever. And uh, laid them on the people. And then whenever it touched their bodies, sickness is left. So it can be stored. 
That's an amazing thought. So it can be transferred, it can be stored, and it was transferred in Acts 19 through the cloths that Paul laid hands on. It's transferred here, her, here through cloth. It was also transferred through cloth whenever Elisha got a double portion of Elijah's anointing. Remember that mantle? He said he, the mantle fell and he picked it up. And he uh, smoked the waters with that mantle and uh, he got that double portion anointing. So then we found here, we already read in Luke 6, that they touched Jesus, the hem of his garment, and power went out of that. So Jesus wearing that garment, that garment got saturated with the power of God. So it can be stored. Now don't try to store it in things the Bible doesn't say it can be stored with. Uh, and we see cloth is one thing. So Now in... Uh, Another thing here that is a characteristic of this anointing is that it's measurable. It can be stronger or lesser. I know for a fact there's times the healing anointing is on me stronger than at other times. As well as other anointings for pre preaching or teaching sometimes, you know, different measures of it. But uh, it's measurable. Now, a couple of verses on that. Remember John 3, 34, Jesus said, that, or, or John said about Jesus, he had the spirit without measure. Right. Amen. So he had the fullness of every anointing. Now, think about something. Um, many times, and you probably had the anointing on, to you, on you for different times, maybe for different things, where it just seemed like you couldn't handle anymore. But that wasn't the spirit without measure. That was only by measure. Right. Why couldn't you handle it anymore? Because your body still has not been fully redeemed. Right. If you got too much of it, there would be a loud zapping sound. And you would be changed from mortal into an immortal body. And you can't stay here anymore. You got to go. And God's not into doing that much now. So till the resurrection, you know. So you can't handle too much of it. But Jesus had it without measure. How could he handle it? You ever thought about that? He had it without measure. How could he handle it? Because I've, I've had it on me. I had to say, God, I can't take this anymore. Just jerking and a jolting through you. You know, you just, you just know it's going to wear your physical body out. If you, somebody said, why would it wear it out? Because the physical body is still mortal. That's why. Really, because Jesus' body was like Adam's body before he fell. It was a different, different state. Amen. Now, I'll just throw that little thing out there. You can, you can, you can uh, study it out. Praise the Lord. Now, so it's measurable. Now, another reason that we know it's measurable is back in the Old Testament, Elisha had a double portion of Elijah's anointing. So there's, there's degrees of anointing. And why would we need to know that? We need to know that because a stronger anointing is going to get more results. I know this, that if I can yield more fully to the Spirit, I get greater, I get greater you know, greater manifestations. There's two sides to it. There's individual's faith, but there's also the measure of the anointing. Hallelujah. And then we go back to the Old Testament. We, we, we break down the prophets into major prophets and minor prophets, don't we? Well, those major prophets had more anointing than the minor prophets. You understand that? So there's just a few characteristics about the anointing. Did you get anything out of the Word tonight? How many of you enjoyed those testimonies tonight? Praise be to God. I want action in this. Praise the Lord. The anointing is just wonderful. It'll do for you what nothing else can do. Praise the Lord. Back in those years, I was reading those testimonies. 
back in those years during those meetings, that anointing got so strong, the healing anointing got so strong, and it worked together a lot with the, uh, the word of knowledge for me for some reason. I'd get a word of knowledge. Somebody here has this condition. I'd call them out, bam, the power of God would go into them. And um, in healing lines, the anointing got so strong. I remember, the, I think the strongest I ever had it in manifestation was down in, uh, Pastor, uh, uh, where is that in Texas? Down in, uh, oh, I want Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Pastor Christian, Bracken Christian. I think he's still down there pastoring. Strongest healing anointing I had ever had and strongest manifestation of that working together with the word of knowledge. In that healing line, I had been working up to that for a, a number of weeks and I got in that meeting and just something about me just continuing to press into that anointing that we hit a, we hit a gusher in that meeting. I don't remember how many people were in that line. I'm wanting to say maybe 30 people in that healing line. Every single person I stood in front of, I'd lay my hands upon them and the healing anointing, if it went into them, I would feel it. And they could feel it. Most of them, they, they could feel it. Then, uh, and they got instantly healed. If the anointing didn't go into them, get this. If the anointing didn't go into them, I said, Lord, why? And he showed me why. I'd work with them for a few minutes until we got that fixed. And then I'd say, now I'm going to lay my hands on you again. Lay my hands on them. Bam, the healing anointing went into them. And they'd get healed. Until I got to one of the last people, I don't remember. Think, don't think they were exactly the last person. Uh, one of the last people, a young lady. Uh, uh, the anointing didn't go into her. Now listen, I'm saying this for a reason, because you gotta you gotta ask yourself the question: Man, am I serious about coming to this class and getting healed? Because we're gonna work with the Holy Ghost. If there's something blocking it, but if you're open to it, and you receive what we have to say, the anointing will go in if you make an adjustment. This young girl, I, I, the anointing didn't go into her. I said, Lord, what is it? He said, she's living in sin. She's living in fornication. Well, that's not the easiest thing. You know, you don't want to. So I said, Lord, what do I do? He said, just turn the mic off. Bring the pastor over there. Bring the pastor over here and uh, tell her that that's the reason the anointing's not going into her. I said, all right. <laughs> Well, I said, uh, I called the pastor over there and I said, now, uh, the Lord shows me the reason the anointing's not going in. Do you want to know why? It's, yeah. I said, because you're living in fornication. She denied it. I jumped back. I, have, I was so strong in that anointing that I was scared. Lying to the Holy Ghost like that. I was scared for her sake. I jumped back. And I said, uh, I said to the pastor, she's lying. He said, I don't know, I don't know or not, but I said, uh, I said, she's lying. See, you can get so far over into the spirit that you can't even doubt what the Holy Ghost is telling you. And I got to that place that night. It was, what, what about the other 30 people that's working for everybody else? What happened here? Was, was it all of a sudden I, I, I lost the anointing? No, because the next people I got every single one of them. So I just jumped back and I said, I, I'm scared to even lay hands on her again. Because remember, Peter had a man lie to the Holy Ghost. So how many of you really want help? There is help. There's answers. There's healing for every single one of us. Complete healing. But we've got to work with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we'll see how big our crowd is next, when, next Monday night. But. You know, I didn't say that publicly, so you don't have to worry about it. I, I understand that there's ways of handling some of these things. 
But if you want help, there's complete help. There's, there's complete restoration. Amen. We had another meeting up in Detroit area. Uh, Pastor, uh, uh, your Malin Osmond, uh, he, was, uh, he had a healing school. We went and taught in his church, but then he had a healing school. Was it Monday morning? Monday noon or something like that. And so he said, would you do my healing school? And I said, sure, because we were driving. We didn't have to, you know, we didn't have to catch a flight. So I said, sure. So we went to that class. How many, were you there? I think you were there. Um, I think there was maybe 15 or 15 or maybe a dozen or 15 people in that healing school they had. And he said, uh, just share whatever you want. So I shared about believe you receive for maybe 40, 45 minutes, I guess. It didn't seem to go very long because the power came in. <laughs> the anointing started manifesting. I said, folks, no use talking about this anymore. It's here. I said, let's all stand and get in a circle. I said, and you just do that. You just believe you receive because that anointing's here right now. They went around, every single person went around because we were in a circle. And they all said, Father, I take mine now. And every one of them instantly were getting their healing right there. Instantly. And uh, there was a lady there that had a blockage in one of her nasal cavities, and she was too excited to pray. She said, oh, praise the Lord, because she's seeing the power flowing. And she saw earlier, she said, you know, because she found out she's believing wrong. She's believing if she didn't see it, she didn't have faith. And I got that straightened out. And she's, whoo, glory to God, she's all excited. I said, go ahead and pray. Everybody else is already healed. Go ahead and pray. She's too excited to pray. So I just reached my hand over there and said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I release the power into her. She started, she started immediately, she started right like that, just started breathing out that side of her nose. We had to go home, nobody else to get healed. How many of you believe it's the will of God for every single one of us? Every single one of us. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You want to sing something? Hallelujah. Many had hands laid on them last week, and we had a few in here right now. Let's just confess what we're believing about the anointing already working in us. Amen. Say, the anointing is working in me. Thank you, Jesus. The anointing is working in me. The anointing is working in me. The anointing working in me to make me totally free thank you Jesus to make me totally free the anointing is working in me the anointing is working in me the anointing is working in me to make me totally free Make me totally free. It drives away all my pain. It drives away all my pain. Drives away all my pain. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The anointing is working in me. Just say, the anointing is working in me. Yeah, the anointing is working in me to make. 
Now, don't come up here if you're not sure if you're going to get something. If you want hands laid on you tonight, just come on up. No use waiting, you know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're ready to receive it. Now, if you've already had hands laid on you, you know, for, for whatever you're coming for tonight, in the camp meeting or something like that, you don't need to have hands laid on you again. But if you, if you have something else you're coming for, that's... We're going to minister tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We got some ushers here. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What did you come for? Okay. On your, on your uh, jawbone. Okay. Is it uh, the bump? Is it part of the root canal? The reason is because of the root canal thing? Oh, they say the tooth is dead. Oh, okay. Oh, I got it. All right. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I lay my hands on you. Release that anointing into that tooth and into the root of the tooth. Command it to come back to life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How about you, Katie? Oh, okay. The, uh, back there a couple years ago, you mean? Is it in your back? Neck. All right. Turn around and face, face the uh, crowd. Right here in the neck. In the name of Jesus, I lay hands on you. And I believe for the anointing that destroys the yoke to minister to Katie's neck and her heel. That fire going up and down her spine right now. In the name of... There it went. There it went. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. How about you? What'd you come for? Neck and back. Those are the easiest thing. We got so many testimonies along that line. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. How about you? All right. All right. In the name of Jesus. Father, reach out your hand toward her. Now I speak to Corporal Tunnel. In her wrists, and there it goes. <laughs> Thank you for that anointing. That's like fire. And in her ankle, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Thank you, Lord. How about you? Okay. All right. Have you been to a doctor? They, they haven't told you and you don't know anything about what it is. Ooh, thank you, Lord. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet, every bone, every joint, every ligament, all the tissues, all the cartilage, I command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's flowing in. It's just, it's just sort of 
trickling in, but it's going in. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to let it keep on moving in. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How about you? Uh-huh. You know, notice a lot of these are neck and backs and stuff like that. That's where our, there's a special anointing on us along those lines. In the name of Jesus, command the flu to go. In Jesus' name. How about you? You did? When was that? Oh, there it went. Went right into me. <laughs> Just jumped off of me. Got on you. Thank you, Father. How about you? Man, almost every one of these is joints. In the name of Jesus. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Come here, Ann. Um, I, I can see it in the Spirit. I, I don't know if you know this, but your, your hips are, uh, oh, how do you say it? They're out of alignment. Did you know that? Huh? Had you ever been to the doctor? You've been to the chiropractor? What did he tell you? Something's wrong. It's, is, it fr- is it coming out? Oh my. Turn around, turn around, turn around. Face the crowd. Lay your hand right there on her lower back in the name of Jesus. Straighten that up, Lord, right now. Command it to be straightened up. Thank you, Lord. There it went, there it went, there it went, there it went. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What'd you come for? Well, I depend on what doctor you talk to. Uh-huh. But I've been diagnosed with MS and chronic Lyme disease. Okay. All right. And that's uh, affected, is that, has that affected the nervous system? Is that what that is? Basically, my brain doesn't communicate to any part of my body. Okay. So it's a nerve thing. Something to do with the nervous system. Something that. All right, reach out. You're. Mm. 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 Yeah, you're the one I. Yeah, you're the one I saw this afternoon. Then the name, the name, the name, the name. I command that spinal cord. I command that brain stem to be healed. Satan, take your hands off of it. Now, Father, the anointing that goes from my hands into his body, I release it now and believe for that to begin the healing work. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Yeah, there it goes. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. In the name of Jesus. Do you believe that the power is on you now? You receive it? Say out loud, I receive it. I receive it. I mix faith with the, the power of God. Mix faith with the power of God. And I receive my healing. And I receive my healing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. From this moment forward, From this moment forward it, will do its work. it will do its work. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it. There it goes, another shot, another shot. Mm, thank you for it. That, just keep surcharging that spine, going up and down. It's starting in the brain stem, going all the way down through that nerve system. And the name, the name, the name, the name, the name of Jesus. 
We thank you for it, Lord. I keep, I sense in my spirit, I don't, I don't uh, say this for personal reasons at all, but I sense in my spirit, just keep coming back because that word, the word that is being preached is going to keep feeding your faith. So keep that, keep the, keep coming like that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. How about you? Bench nerve in the shoulder. Okay. Did, did you have an injury or was it just something that started happening? All right. In the name of Jesus, I lay my hands on you and I release that anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There it goes. There it goes. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Rashikita Kita. Start moving that arm. How about you? Do you have a prayer cloth? What, would she receive a prayer? Oh, there it is. Would she receive this? She understands this. Father, in the name, reach out your hand. I've had, uh, if I remember right, two people healed of shingles in our ministry. And this is, this is someone else that needs healing of shingles. Father, I lay my hands on this cloth so that when it's laid on mom's body, the anointing that's in our lives would go into her body. Satan, I command you to take your hands off of her body. Shingles, I command you to go in the name the name, the name of Jesus. Oh, there, there, there it went another charge. Jesus name, Jesus name, Jesus name. Now, um, why is, why is it that, I know shingles is not a, uh, it's not a spinal, it's not a uh, nerve thing. It's a, uh, huh? It, it is a nerve thing? Oh, there's, there's fire going up and down my spine. Does, does she ever talk about her spine or what, is there pain in the spine? That's what's going to happen whenever that cloth's laid on her. That fire is going to go up and down her spine. Thank you for it, Lord. Huh? Pain behind the eyes? Oh, you got poked in the eye? Chris. No, is the pain behind the eyes associated with being poked or is it something different? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for healing those eyes. How about you? <laughs> I'm supposed to lay this hand on you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How about you? Okay. Is it just okay? In the name. Mm-hmm. Praise you, Jesus. Master Kate, how about you? There it goes. There it goes. Mashike. There's. When the anointing gets strong enough and a person's in faith, it'll jump off of you. How about you? Is it anything to do with spine? It's your hip? Did it just start or how long has it been? Okay. Come here, Ann. Would you say it's uh, sort of the... Uh, isn't there a sciatic nerve back there or something? Would you say it's that or is it some sort of hip? It's kind of a hip thing. 
Okay. Put your hand back there. In the name of Jesus. Command that to be straightened out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they they did surgery on his neck. Okay. Is he a, is he a believer? Catholics believe in the supernatural. Father, reach out your hand toward this in the name of Jesus. We lay hands on this. There it goes. <laughs> As it's laid on his body, I release that anointing. I command the anointing to go into his body. And I command the pain to stop and his body to be recovered from the disease condition and the, and the surgery incisions. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Thank you for it. As a sign and a wonder. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. In the name of Jesus. And she has people who come into the salon that she wants to give these to. They've been diagnosed with cancer. Reach your hand out here, Father. We curse cancer. I command it to die. The anointing that's in this cloth that is transferred to their body, I declare it'll drive cancer out. Cancer, you're dead now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and just thank Him, praise Him, worship Him. Praise you, Father. Glory to you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It drives away every pain, every disease. We worship you. 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 In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now, Kim, you're going to have to step it up a little bit spiritually and walking in that call. There's some things you've drawn back on. You know it. So obey. Walk in the light of it. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, <laughs> I love this. This is, this is my, this is just what I, this is, I don't know what this is. This is just what it's all about to me. <laughs> I'll tell you one of the ways to keep this anointing flowing real strong is that's keep bringing people in that need it. You understand? Because people that, the people that need it will keep it flowing. How many of you know whenever there's no one needs it? Because we keep flowing in this. Every, after a while, everybody that's coming is going to be not needing it anymore. So bring people. Tell people. Amen. Well, turn to your neighbor and say, we got what we needed tonight. If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Everly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org. 
or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write us at Spirit of Faith Family Church Post Office Box 8355 Cedar Rapids, Iowa 52408 And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life 